National leader Christopher Luxon will need New Zealand first if tonight's News Hub Read research poll is anything to go by. National has also dropped 2% to 39.1% since the last Read research poll on September 11. Two weeks on, Labour is down to a woeful 26.5%. Act is on 8.8%, down 1.3%. The Greens are on 14.2%, up 1.9%. And Te Māori on 2.2. But New Zealand First continues to crack the 5% threshold. They're on 5.2. On those numbers, National would bring 49 MPs to Parliament and Act 11. With only 60 seats, Christopher Luxon would need New Zealand First's support to form a government. Our political editor, Jane Patterson, joins us now. Wow, Jane, this is interesting. On a day when Christopher Luxon said he would pick up the phone to Winston Peters, does that just show he made a smart move? Well, it was either pretty prescient of Chris Luxon or they, like others, had been seeing that slow but gradual increase in support for New Zealand First. They've really been creeping up in the polls uh, in the last month or so, registering at about 4.5 in the RNZ polar polls. But as I said, we look at the trends, it's been... um, slow but steady upwards for New Zealand first and here we see them cracking that 5% threshold and not only that in this poll um, it shows also that despite National still having a commanding lead it would still need ACT and New Zealand first to form a government just. Okay so in some ways could it be a misstep giving Winston Peters oxygen saying that you're prepared to lift, lift up the phone and give him a call? Well, Christopher Luxon's position on New Zealand First hadn't been doing the polling, New Zealand First polling too badly, Um, even his position refusing to rule him in or out, which of course kept that option open. Um, That didn't do New Zealand First any harm, so I don't think that the the decision today would have had too much influence in terms of reversing that tide of support for New Zealand First. I mean, people supporting them are not going to be voting for Labour. Um, Their vote are not a vote for to keep the incumbent government where it is. So I think there are another there's another constituent um, support driving that vote for New Zealand first, and they're not necessarily always going to listen to what the National Party leader has to say. So ACT is down 8.8%, back into the single digits. Do we think this is a hangover, in part, from the ACT leader David Seymour floating this unusual idea about um, not giving national supply uh, in, in an arrangement, in a coalition arrangement? It certainly could have raised questions among right-leaning voters about what that kind of government would look like if National, as has been stated, would prefer a full coalition with ACT and then ACT making those noises about if uh, it didn't really get exactly what it wanted or, or proportionately in its view, then it would consider making National go vote by vote. Uh, David Seymour has really backed off that in terms of putting a... a his preference out there saying of course that his preference would be uh, with National in a full coalition that option is only in their back pocket if they really needed it so really really 
wanting to make the point last week in particular that that was not their preferred option and that they weren't just throwing the toys out of their cot. The other thing that happened last week were those two debates. So we mm. had the uh, head-to-head with Chris Luxon and Chris Hipkins and then we had that News Hub, uh, quote, power brokers debate um, where we saw David Seymour and Winston Peters on the same stage. And I think it was dawning on them and even at that point that they needed to be showing that they could be constructive working partners um, even though they had maybe different ways of showing it that night. Interestingly, the Greens are up um, and almost two points. So they'd be pleased with that. But the problem is they don't have enough partners on the left to make the numbers for government. That's right. So the advantage for the Greens is they come back on these numbers and and an opposition and that is the way the trends are shaping up that, you know, in in many polls now Labour and the Greens and Party Māori don't have the numbers to form a government so they'll be looking at um, a strengthened caucus which does help in terms of resourcing, in terms of number and heft even in opposition but really unless they have a very strong Labour Party uh, they're not going to it's not going to advantage them in terms of a path to government and of course it's always a bit of a double-edged sword when you see on some Sometimes national and act act as strong when national is weak, and in this case, um, heading into lessened popularity for Labour, we see the Greens picking up, and you can see some of the left-leaning voters, um, you know, disillusioned with maybe the path that Chris Hipkins has taken, marching towards the centre to fight national that wealth tax, the capital gains tax, um, maybe some other areas of record that. They just are still not with Labour, so they're opting for the Greens. So benefiting, I think, from from Labour's drop in popularity. But as I said, zero-sum game on on the left if those votes are just moving between Labour and the Greens. Some would argue Chris Hipkins' bonfire of um, Labour policies was a mistake. Could it also be said that strategically by ruling Winston out, he has backed himself into a corner? Winston on the polls seems to be on an upward trend at the moment combined, Greens, uh, Te Pāti Māori, New Zealand First and Labour are one short of getting a majority but there's no saying that Winston Peters couldn't go higher. I think coming back to the start of the year when Chris Hipkins signalled a big change in direction from Jacinda Ardern, there was a receptive response from the public. I do think there was a view that Labour had gone too far and overextended itself and they probably wanted the government to um, trim its cloth a little bit and come back to the centre. As I said, there were some decisions and I think capital gains tax and wealth tax will always be one that you can um, debate about how much loss that caused for Labour, I think more damaging was that run of ministerial scandals. You just had Chris Hipkins for the month on month on month dealing with controversies. I think that really chipped away at the cumulative um, view of Labour in terms of competence and also um, just the the, the calibre of the, of the ministerial lineup at that point and, and Chris Hipkins as leader. Remember too, Winston Peters ruled out Labour before Chris Hipkins made that decision and that was quite unusual for Winston Peters to actually be laying it out in black and white. So I don't really think Chris Hipkins had the choice. Um, he says now on a matter of principle that uh, Labour wouldn't work with New Zealand first but really that choice was taken away from him. Whether he'd still have that position if uh, having Winston Peters in the lineup would make it possible for Labour who knows. That's uh, going to be part of the election 2023 hindsight, I'm sure. I want to circle back to Ash. We talked about the fact that they'd dropped off and potentially there was obviously a David Seymour floating um, various coalition arrangements. And as you say, we saw them head to head, David Seymour and Winston Peters in that debate. Um, 
Christopher Luxon's comments today about New Zealand First and his his um, willingness to work with them if he has to, is that a warning to act as well in terms of what they could potentially demand and expect from a coalition? I don't think it's so much a warning to act. I do think it is more a message to voters in terms of Christopher Luxon saying, here's who I'm willing to work with. I haven't ruled it out, but here I'm going to say it in black and white. Um, Because realistically, he needs to keep those options open. I think if you were looking at it in terms of the language, uh, Christopher Luxon was very keen to say our preferred option is with ACT. But underneath all of that and and what you were really hearing Chris Luxon push last week when people were maybe starting to look at what influence ACT may or may not have was party vote national. This is the message that he is now drumming home. Actually, don't worry about ACT, don't worry about New Zealand First. If you want to change the government, that's what you need to do. And of course, this is a message that we've heard from other Prime Ministers like John Key and reiterating that actually you can look at the polls, but we often have very, very close, tight elections. And that is what Chris Luxon is now positioning for, a potentially very tight race, but saying to his supporters, don't take anything for granted. If you want a a government led from the right, then you have to vote for us. That's obviously what Chris Luxon's message is saying. And Act in New Zealand First now are having to position themselves within that to make sure that they are being seen as potentially constructive partners so that they too can stay in the mix. But I'm sure look, that, that poll drop for uh, David Seymour would be worrying. They've had a very strong showing through the term. Um, the campaign has seen them really uh, drop off um, in some polls and... As I said, they had, they had controversy around some of their candidates. They had a run of candidates having to step down. So the, his musings about the confidence um, only thing haven't been the only problem for ACT this campaign. Jane, before you go, 24% for Christopher Luxon in the preferred Prime Minister stakes, 19.1% for Christopher Hipkins. So uh, Luxon is pulling away from him in the preferred Prime Minister stakes. That's right. Chris Hipkins really starting to bottom out in these preferred Prime Minister polls, um, if you remember. And a lot of the the polls, um, they had been sort of neck and neck, although still rating very low for the leaders of um, the two main parties. Um, they had at least been a, a bit more equal. So maybe we're starting to see some of the um, flow on from those debates, seeing the two men um, up up beside each other debating head-to-head. Maybe that's starting to flow on. Um, There weren't really any massive controversies either side in terms of being out on the campaign trail. So again, maybe those that that view of voters beginning to solidify and um, Chris Luxon is is the benefactor of this particular one.